The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus answered Judas, not Iscariot, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. You've heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I've told you all this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. May be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Got some new folks around here. Oh, we're really happy to have you. Yeah, those are those are cool people. Yes. Um, I handsome. Look who's here. I know. We're happy to have you. It's fun to be here today. Well, we're going to talk about keeping keeping things, and we're not just talking about when something's yours and you just keep it for yourself. We're talking about keeping care of things. Now, how many of you have your own room at home? Really. How many of you have to share a room? See, I had to share a room growing up, so I'm jealous of you all. Now, when you have your own room, do you have to help pick it up and clean it up every once in a while? Yep. Might seem like every more than once in a while, yeah. But uh, if I was using pencils, sometimes something's clear over there, and then the pencils are over here and somewhere over there, and they're all scattered around, aren't they? And sometimes, if I've been reading my Bible, just like you all do, uh, it won't be right beside me, but it'll be way over there by Michael. And sometimes, if I've been using the tape, it'd be over here by Amanda. And sometimes, if I've been using paper, it would be all over the place, just constantly everywhere. Now, if you're, yeah, (laughs) looks like my house too. If your parents came in and saw this, what would they say? Yes. Clean your room, right? Clean your room. Well, that kind of holds true no matter what age you are. If it looks like this, you got to clean it up. You got to take care of your room. You have to keep it, right? You keep it. So how would we clean this up? What would we do? Tell me. Ava. Pick them up? 
All right, can you guys help Ava take all the papers and put them into a pile? Okay. What? Nice. Hi, Ethan. Hi. Hi, Emily. It's good to have you. Very good. So we got them all in a, in a pile? All right, so we're done, right? No. no. Okay, well, what else do we have to do? Gabriel. Colored pencils back in the box, okay? All right, so we're, we're catching on. Adam, is there anything else we have to do? The tape. The tape? Oh, tape. There we go. Got it. Tape. So the tape should go back up here. Bible back where it belongs. All right, so Michael's got the Bible. All right. So we pick all those things up. We got them all back in there. Oh, you guys even put them all the same direction. That's very nice of you. Very good. It might not be in order. That's that's okay. That's okay. I'm handsome. I know you are. You're very handsome. All right. And so we have this and we have this. Can I have the papers? All right. So we're all cleaned up now, right? Yeah. Now, if it happens again, do you have to clean it up again? Yeah. Every time? Man, that's a lot to keep. So what? So when we use the word keep, what does keep mean? Uh, yes. Yeah, you, you have to help sort them out, right? Well, t- today is Creation Sunday. When I say we have to keep creation, what does that mean? Yeah. Okay, so sometimes you leave stuff where it is, right? You let stuff grow and come up naturally. Uh, what else? Yes. All right, we'll come back to you. What else? Yes. Um, you, you, have to, you have to keep where your vehicles are right now. All right. Or if you want to use them, you have to keep it in the parking lot where you are. So there's some places that are better for a car than others. Very good. What if you are moving something? You have to, keep, uh, you have to think about what's good for the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's even part of it, right? There's, there's parts of creation that we understand. There's parts of creation that we don't. And there's a little bit of grace for creation too, right? Because not everything always goes our way. What if there's a huge storm? Do we like the storm? No. No. Do we still keep creation? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 It even, it even does stuff we might not like. But we still keep creation. We still care for it. So, you guys, I know you're going to keep your rooms because you did a very good job with that. What should you guys do to keep creation? Yeah. Don't litter. Don't litter. Excellent. Pick up after yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to keep care of the water, too. What else? So your room's part of creation. Keep that nice and tidy too. Also, I have an idea. I think we should enjoy creation. Can you guys go outside every once in a while? Play outside? Yeah. Go to parks? Yeah. yeah. Have fun with your friends outside? Creation is something that we should be a part of, even when we're keeping care of it. Yes, Ethan. Whenever you have 
something, you don't throw it anywhere, you're not a place to throw it. Yeah, yeah, you keep it with you or you find the right place to put it, right? That is excellent, Ethan. And so these next few weeks, when you're keeping care of your room, keep care of creation too. Can you guys do that? Can you guys go outside and play in it as long as it's not raining? Yeah, very good. All right, should we pray? Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for the really good creation that you've given us. We ask that we keep care of it as best as we can, that we might leave things alone when they need to be left alone, that we might, uh, if we are moving stuff, think about what's best for the earth, and that at the end of it all, we would do our best to care for it just like you care for us. In your name we pray. Amen. It does. There we go. We have a snack for anybody who'd like one. There you go. You're welcome. Thank you, Adam. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hi, Phineas. Caught. That's a good one. In the name of Jesus, amen. We have some similar keeping to do in today's text. If you love me, says Jesus, you keep my word. If you don't love me, you don't keep my word. It's a pretty simple balance. What it means to keep the word of Jesus is something that we've been kind of studying for the last hard-to-believe-it six weeks of Easter. I've always thought that Easter, seven full weeks of Easter, is just enough time to forget what you were talking about at the beginning of Easter. It's a long time. In the beginning, we talked about what it was like not to see Jesus in the tomb. After that, we talked about peace and forgiveness and communion as those things that Jesus does with us in an immediacy after his resurrection and then passes on to us. Peace and forgiveness as we meet with one another. Communion, not just in the elements on our Lord's table, but in bread and fish on the beach. Communion with one another in daily life experience. We shot backwards into John to think about what it is that God's word says to us when God commands us, follow me. When Jesus says, follow me. And we talked about listening to the voice of God, that good voice of God that calls us in. We talked about what the voice of God says in baptism of love towards us. We talked about the things that call us to account towards the kingdom of God in this world. And today, in the midst of Creation Sunday, we talk about keeping. Keeping the word of God. Keeping as we understand it. I think keeping is just another word for stewardship. And when we talk about stewardship, a lot of times we're talking about finance, but it's more than finance. Stewardship is, is a vocation like any other. To be a steward is to take something in its joy and in its responsibility and to care for it. 
as best as you know how. Oftentimes in stewardship, oftentimes in keeping, we will find that whatever we were put in charge in is well beyond our abilities, well beyond what we can do and what we can imagine and what we can foresee. But in that keeping, we come into relationship with the thing that we indeed keep. I was trying to figure out my relationship with keeping and all of creation. And while it might seem silly in the context of creation, what's been on my mind a lot lately is mowing the lawn. I don't mow the lawn anymore. I used to mow it constantly. I mean, that was where I spent the bulk of my summer is aboard a riding lawn tractor. That was older than I am by two years. There's, there's responsibility, at least when you're a kid, growing up and mowing the lawn because it's more than just hopping on the tractor and making sure it goes. You also have, uh, if it's old, you have to uh, keep putting air back in the tires so that you can go forward. You have to make sure that the carburetor isn't clogged. You check the oil beforehand. You make sure that there's gas in it. And that's all aboard the tractor. You also have to pick up the sticks. The reason we had to pick up the sticks isn't because the lawnmower couldn't take the small ones. It's because the lawnmower can't take the big ones. And my brothers and I love to see the limits of the lawnmower. So you pick up the sticks. <laughs> you pick up the sticks. You pick up the barn shingles if they fell off. When you have four brothers and, and two parents and they're all living in the same house and eventually they all get cars, you have to move the whole fleet of cars to the right parts of the property so that you can mow all the grass beneath them. And then you, mow, you move them again because there's grass growing up out of your driveway and you mow that too. You have to move everything around. You're in responsibility for the upkeep of the things around you. But when I think about mowing the lawn now, when I think about one day maybe owning a piece of property, if that's something I feel called to, there's more to it. Because I wasn't the one that planted the trees that dropped the sticks, but Grandpa was. And he's the one that decided what along the border of our property had a tree and what didn't. And later on, nature decided there was a few trees that didn't quite make it. I'm not the one that decided the layout of the land either. The barn was built long before Grandpa was even there, and so was the house. The shed was built later on, and Dad and Grandpa decided where to put that. And if I were to own a piece of land, I would have to figure out what was to be built and what wouldn't, what the care and creation would be like. Am I to leave this part of the land alone? Am I to maybe help cultivate it? Am I to mow it? Am I not to mow it? Am I to plant a tree? What am I to do? And in the midst of all that keeping, just a little piece of land, I think, wow, that's a lot more work than I wanted to do. It's hard enough to pick up the sticks and to move the cars and to make sure the tractor goes and then to mow the lawn. But when you're in charge of keeping something holistically, there's a lot of responsibility and weight there. For us in all creation, we're called to keep. And at the center of our keeping, what informs of us of how to keep, of what to keep, and when to keep it, is our call to keep the word. That's our first one. Keep the word. What does it look like to keep the word? Well, Jesus says that I won't be with you forever. I'm going where you cannot go was a phrase that we heard last week. In this Christ passed on the weight and responsibility and the joy of the gospel to us. The weight and responsibility and the joy of the gospel where we now hold 
an office much like, not the same one, but much like Christ held. To be the embodiment of the word in this life, in this world, in this kingdom come. That is our role. To keep the word. As we keep the word, part of it is to see how our lives intertwine with the word. What is the word saying to us, doing to us, working in us? Is to keep the word in the midst of our communities, to be sure that it is a part of the heartbeat of our communities so that all people have the chance to be disciples. It is to be a community so that in this place, fellow disciples and ourselves can hear the word said to us, just like in the hymn, we are hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And so we become a community. We are in our community. We ourselves keep the word. And in that, it springs up the good fruits of creation. As we keep, as we steward, creation, the fruits of the Spirit, thrive by the grace of God. And if you're like me, just like when I think about all that there is to do in keeping a piece of land and all the responsibility and all the decisions that there is to make, when I think about what it is to keep God's word and all the responsibility that rests on that and everything that entails, I become a little bit terrified and overwhelmed, which is why we have the second part of the gospel, peace. God says these things, Christ says these things, Jesus of Nazareth says these things to a group gathered at night, to a group gathered who is hearing their leaders say, I won't be with you forever. A group who's beginning to feel fractured and splintered and a little bit scared. And in that, Christ begins to keep. To keep his lambs, to keep his sheep, to keep his part of creation. And what Christ does isn't written down anywhere for Christ to see the explicit instructions. He simply takes stock of what's going on around him and says, peace, because that's what we need in the moment. My peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. This chapter ends with the promise of the Holy Spirit, the Advocate. And in that Holy Spirit, in that Advocate, is the process of teaching us about this keeping, teaching us about the Word. So when we do the work of keeping, we're not alone. We're not by ourselves. God is with us. Everything we talked about this Easter tide, everything we talked about from that Resurrection Sunday when it appeared amazing and glorious that God might not indeed be in the tomb any longer, to this very moment where we have found the immense weight of the yoke of discipleship. Everything from that point till now, let us embody peace and forgiveness and communion, to find the voice of God and to hear it, to be disciples in this place, in the community, as we are called as Christians throughout life, and in our keeping, in our work, wherever we are called, whether it is into creation and a very explicit care of it, 
whether it's into community and relationship with one another, wherever we are called, let us keep, knowing that we ourselves are kept by the one who says peace, by the one who keeps very, very good care of us. God be with you and I as we keep the word. Amen.